0: Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 187 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading the eighth chapter of Luke today, and our focus is on what about Jesus terrified his disciples. So welcome aboard to new listeners in Baghdad, Iraq, parts unknown Iran, Alasima kuwait maharashtra india saltillo mexico abilene texas little rock arkansas dallas texas and greenville south carolina thank you all for listening the best way to check into the show and to subscribe and share it with your friends is through our website bible 2021.com you can contact us there send a question You can see a full transcript pretty much of every episode we've done. That's Bible2021.com. So Luke 8 is another absolutely loaded chapter. Lots of verses, so shorter commentary today. But if you look at the whole chapter, there's just so much in there. We have a shorter version of what I believe to be Jesus' most important parable, the parable of the sower, plus an explanation of that parable, plus an explanation of why Jesus taught in parable, uh, as well as a notation about all the women that traveled with Jesus and took care of the disciples. And Jesus is teaching about not hiding your light, as well as him calming a raging storm and Jesus driving out a legion of demons into a herd of pigs. And if that's not enough, I'm not even done. We're also going to see Jesus raise a synagogue leader's daughter from the dead, and we're going to see him healing a woman with an internal bleeding issue who simply touched the edge of his garment. So there's so many possible things we could focus on, and only about 10 or 12 minutes to do so. So what can we do? Well, in a lot of ways, Jesus is tough to pin down and put into a neat sort of category. Lots of people have the view of Jesus that he's kind, almost cuddly, the kind of person that scolds people for not letting kids come to him. And of course, that would be true. Jesus, like legit, did force his disciples to allow children to come up to him. He was incredibly meek and mild, but though that is true, That's not the entire story about Jesus at all. Jesus also has this kind of sheer power that would cause an entire legion of demons to cower, fall down, and beg. Imagine that. One demon, as we see in the book of Acts chapter 18, is sufficiently powerful to beat the clothes off of seven Jewish wannabe exorcists. And yet, in Luke chapter eight, we see Jesus faced with an army unit of demons and they grovel and tremble at his feet. The disciples, I'm sure, were no doubt impressed by this, but apparently not terrified. Something does happen in this chapter, however, that does terrify them. Teaser alert. What could that thing be? Well, let's read the chapter and find out This is Luke chapter 8, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. Afterward, Jesus was traveling from one town and village to another, preaching and telling the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, and also some women who had been healed of evil spirits and sicknesses. Mary, called Magdalene, seven demons had come out of her, Joanna, the wife of Chutza, Herod's steward, Susanna, and many others who were supporting them from their possessions. As a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from every town, he said in a parable, a Sower went out to sow his seed. As he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and it was trampled on, and the birds of the sky devoured it. Other seed fell on the rock, and when it grew up, it withered away, since it lacked moisture. Other seed fell among thorns. The thorns grew up with it and choked it. Still, other seed fell on good ground. When it grew up, it produced fruit a hundred times what was sown. As he said this, he called out, "Let anyone who has ears to hear listen." Then his disciples asked him, "What does this parable mean?" So he said, the secrets of the kingdom of God have been given for you to know, but to the rest, it is in parables so that looking they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. The seed along the path are those who have heard, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. And the seed on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy. Having no root, these believe for a while and fall away in a time of testing. As for the seed that fell among thorns, these are the ones who, when they have heard, go on their way and are choked with worries, riches, and pleasures of life and produce no mature fruit, but the seed in the good ground. These are the ones who, having heard the word with an honest and good heart, hold on to it by enduring to produce fruit. No one, after lighting a lamp, covers it with a basket or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a lampstand so that those who come in may see its light. For nothing is concealed that won't be revealed, and nothing hidden that won't be made known and brought to light. Therefore, take care how you listen. For whoever has, more will be given to him, and whoever does not have even what he thinks he has will be taken away from him. Then his mother and brothers came to him, but they could not meet with him because of the crowd. He was told, Your mother and brothers are standing outside waiting to see you. But he replied to them, My mother and my brothers are those who hear and do the word of God. One day, He and his disciples got into a boat, and he told him them, Let's cross over to the other side of the lake. So they set out, and as they were sailing, he fell asleep. Then a fierce windstorm came down on the lake. They were being swamped and were in danger, and they came and woke him up, saying, Master, Master, we're going to die. Then he got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waves, so they ceased, and there was a calm. He said to them, Where is your faith? They were fearful and amazed, asking one another, Who then is this? He commands even the winds and the waves, and they obey him. Then they sailed to the region of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. When he got on on land, a demon-possessed man from the town met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes and did not stay in a house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him, and said in a loud voice, "'What do you have to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, don't torment me!' For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. Many times it had seized him, and though he was guarded, bound by chains and shackles, he would snap the restraints and be driven by the demon into deserted places." What is your name? Jesus asked him. Legion, he said, because many demons had entered him, and they begged him not to banish them to the abyss. A large herd of pigs was there, feeding on the hillside, and the demons begged him to permit them to enter the pigs, and he gave them permission. The demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and drowned. When the men who tended them saw what had happened, they ran off and reported it to the town and then the countryside. Then people went out to see what had happened, and they came to Jesus and found the man the demons had departed from, sitting at Jesus' feet, dressed and in his right mind. They were afraid. Meanwhile, the eyewitnesses reported to them how the demon-possessed man was delivered. Then all the people of the Jerazim region asked him to leave them because they were gripped by Great fear. So getting into the boat he returned. The man from whom the demons had departed begged him earnestly to be with him, but he sent him away and said, Go back to your home and tell all that God has done for you. And off he went proclaiming throughout the town how much Jesus had done for him. When Jesus returned, the crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Just then a man named Jairus came. He was a leader of the synagogue. He fell down at Jesus' feet and pleaded with him to come to his house because he had an only daughter about 12 years old and she was dying. While he was going, the crowds were nearly crushing him. A woman suffered from bleeding for 12 years who had spent all she had on doctors and yet could not be healed by any, approached from behind and touched the end of his robe and instantly Her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. And when they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowds are hemming around in on you and pressing against you. Someone did touch me, said Jesus. I know that power has gone out from me. When the woman saw that she was discovered, she came trembling and fell down before him. In the presence of all the people, she declared the reason she had touched him and how she was instantly healed. Daughter, he said to her, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. While he was still speaking, someone came from the synagogue leader's house and said, your daughter is dead. Don't bother the teacher anymore. When Jesus heard it, he answered him, Don't be afraid, only believe, and she will be saved. After he came to the house, he let no one enter with him except Peter, John, James, and the child's father and mother. Everyone was crying and mourning for her, but Jesus said, Stop crying, because she's not dead, but asleep. And they laughed at him, because they knew she was dead. So he took her by the hand and called out, Child, get up. Her spirit returned, and she got up at once. Then he gave her orders that she'd be given something to eat. Her parents were astounded, but he instructed them to tell no one what had happened. So we see three times in just this short chapter how Jesus made different groups of people or beings afraid. The demons were afraid of Jesus and cowered. The people of the town and the region of the garrisons were afraid of Jesus and begged him to leave. And, of course, the disciples were the most afraid of Jesus. And we've talked before about how Luke the historian was not one to exaggerate. I want you to notice how Matthew and Mark discuss Jesus calming the storm uh, versus how Luke does it. In Matthew eight twenty-six, it says, He said to them, Why are you afraid, O ye of little faith? Then he got up and rebuked the sea and the winds, and there was a great calm. Mark four thirty-nine through 40 says, He got up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Silence, be still. The wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Then he said to them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? But then we read in Luke 8, 24, They came and woke him up saying, Master, Master, we're going to die. Then he got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waves. So they ceased and there was a calm. Did you hear the difference? Matthew and Mark say the ocean was greatly calm. The Greek word there is mega. They say the ocean was mega calm. But Luke just tells us there was a, quote, calm. Both are accurate, of course, it's just Luke just seems to write with the impassive and fairly neutral tone of a historian. Luke also tells us the disciples were fearful and amazed after Jesus rebuked the storm, which, you know, sounds pretty strong, but Matthew adds that the disciples were terrified. Imagine that. These guys were seasoned sailors. They were fishermen. They'd been on the sea before a lot, all the time. It was their job. They basically did it almost every day. Save one, so they probably were fishing, probably six days a week in season, and it was not an overreaction when they asked Jesus, who was asleep at this point, taking a nap, whether he cared that they were about to die. They were scared. They were shook by that storm. Their life was probably flashing in front of their eyes. But what was their reaction upon Jesus seeing Jesus save them and making the sea go? From a deadly storm to mega calm, did they rejoice? Well, maybe, but the text tells us their main reaction was terror. They were terrified. They'd seen Jesus raise the dead. They'd seen him heal the sick, cure the leper, cast out demons, and open blind eyes. They had seen his compassion and his power, but they'd never seen anything like this, and it shook them to their core. Who is this, they cried, that even the winds and the waves obey him. They knew that only God himself could control the seas. And I believe in this moment that they realized that they were looking at Emmanuel, God with us, God in the flesh. And it utterly terrified them. Who is this that even the winds and the waves obey? It's Jesus, God himself come in the flesh to set humanity free by his death on the cross. Well, let's close our thoughts today with our Bible memory verse for the month of July. It's Luke chapter six, verses 47 through 48. Jesus says, I will show you what someone is like who comes to me, hears my words and acts on them. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. When the flood came, the river crashed against that house and could not shake it because it was well built. And yes, friends, let our houses, our lives, our habits, our thoughts, our actions be built on the teachings of the words of Jesus. Good day to you and Godspeed.